Welcome to the Age of Autonomy podcast. This is your host, Albert Perez. Throughout this podcast, we'll be diving in-depth into subjects discussed in the book, Crypto Asset Investing in the Age of Autonomy. You'll be able to learn from the author himself, Jake Ryan, as well as the CEO of Tradecraft Capital, James DiOrio. Jake Ryan brings professional experience in software engineering to the world of crypto asset investing. He was a founder and CEO of a software services firm that he grew to over $30 million in total revenue and included clients like American Express and Fox Sports. James DiOrio is an executive serial entrepreneur and advisor. Prior to joining Tradecraft Capital, he has achieved seven consecutive years on the Inc. 5000 list of fastest growing companies in America. This podcast is for those looking to understand blockchain technology, cryptocurrency, and the role it is set to play in the world that we know. Each episode reflects a step in the journey of understanding crypto asset investing. So without further ado, let's hop right into this episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Age of Autonomy podcast. Technology is evolving at a rapid pace, and we are seeing the beginning of an era where machines are learning to run themselves, becoming fully autonomous. This isn't something that we are expecting to happen in the future. This is something that is actually happening right now. So in today's episode, we'll be discussing how that is and what new innovations are happening in the current technological revolution that is the age of autonomy. So again, I have with me the man who coined the term the age of autonomy, Jake Ryan. How are you doing? Hey, doing all right. And I have the CEO of Tradecraft Capital, James DiOrio with me. How are you doing? Doing great. Doing great. How are you, Albert? Pretty well. All right. Awesome. So I'm, I'm excited to get this episode started. Uh, so Jake, I'm going to come to you first. Uh, if you want to briefly describe uh, just what the age of autonomy is to us, um, that would be awesome. And, and we'll just kind of kick off this episode from there. Yeah. So uh, we had talked about uh, conjurative cycles and the, these long wave economic cycles that are driven by innovation or driven by technological revolution. Um, I don't know, I'll, I'll probably reshare this, but uh, out of Carlota Perez's book, uh, Technological Revolutions in Financial Capital, she talks about five periods in the past 200 years that have initiated uh, uh, long wave economic cycles. So the first one was the Industrial Revolution. And that just changed and pulled everyone out of the agrarian, out of the farms and got them working in businesses and working in mechanization, working inside manufacturing. And so that really changed the landscape of how people were generating income and what they were doing and it transformed the world. And later on, there was steam and railways. And what that did is it connected the entire world in a different way. So. Uh, people could come together in ways they couldn't before. And then the age of steel and electricity transformed how dense you know, a city could be and how much more uh, could, be, could be done from that clustered innovation and, and what happens with steel when you can have large buildings and more railways. And, uh, and then later on, we had uh, oil and mass production and we got the car and um, Ford with his... Um, assembly process. And all of that completely changed the world with airplanes and oil and everything you could do with mass production. And then the last one we had was, you know, it's been going on for 40, 50 years, which is the, the internet age or the, the age of communications or the age of the internet and uh, the age of information. It has been uh, long, but it has it's brought together digital communications. So it's transformed the way we've done work. 
Uh, it's allowed, you know, remote work. It's allowed the emails, how we communicate, web pages, how information is synthesized and, and distributed. Uh, I think we've started now a new age, a new long wave economic cycle. And um, what it, I think we have evidence of it for about 10 years now. Um, when you look at all the in artificial intelligence, uh, where the internet of things and all the sensors that are going everywhere, sensors in farms, sensors in parking lots, sensors in uh, roadways, sensors on refrigerators, like tons of massive amounts of data are being generated from the internet of things um, and robotics. So in the last 10 years, all of those have given us a sense of automation, you know, from manufacturing to in your home. The last piece of the puzzle really was cryptocurrency because it allows us to store and process and transfer economic value without human intervention. And so as we see these four technologies converge, businesses are able to build autonomous operations. And that's extremely efficient, always on, always acting, uh, doesn't need take breaks, doesn't need lunch, doesn't need days off. Those are just continuing to run. And uh, businesses that have, that don't have uh, autonomous operations, they simply won't be able to compete with those that do, uh, really because autonomy is the ultimate competitive advantage. And so I think over the next 40 years, we're going to see the entire world shift again and uh, you know, how work is demonstrated and provided, how things are compensated. The whole world is going to shift because we're going to an autonomous economy. And so that really is the kind of the, the summary of the, the age of autonomy. And what, what's particularly interesting about that, um, you know, for this audience, you know, what's the book, Crypto Asset Investing in the Age of Autonomy, right? We've got these long wave cycles. If you look back, I don't think anyone would argue, gee, I'd love to be on the ground floor of oil. I'd love to be on the ground floor of steel. That's where generational wealth was created. Well, consider the word at the beginning of this next long wave financial cycle. So there's this whole transformation that we're going to see on the planet, right? And then this is also an opportunity for everyone to participate in it. That's one of the great equalizers, one of the things that happens in the world of crypto. We'll talk about that as, as we go forward. Um, but it's, uh, you know, this is where wealth is created. So it's a very exciting time. I mean, in, in data, I mean, now data is talk of town. Data is one of the most valuable assets, if not the most valuable asset that, you know, you can own. The companies that are the largest, that are thriving the most are the, are the companies with the most amount of data. And going forward, that's just going to be how it is, is whoever has the most data, whoever can utilize that knowledge is going to be able to be the ones that are on top. And there's just different ways that you could spin that. I think that's what makes this so interesting is, you know, um, a few years ago, everybody was going crazy over iPhones and how you could do things with touchscreens. But now those touchscreens are producing even more data and they're, they're, you're able to do more things with you know all the taps. You have social media now, that's a big uh, topic. And, and that's what just makes cryptocurrency, blockchain, and this, this uh, you know, new era that is coming to us even 
that much more interesting. So I, I want to kind of switch into some examples of where we kind of are seeing uh, the age of autonomy sort of play out. Where are we seeing a lot of automation uh, starting to play out? There is some talk about, you know, pizza robots that are coming out. Are pizza drivers, are they becoming replaced? Like what, what is happening there? Um, you know, refrigerators too. You, you could, you could, uh, you could tweet from your refrigerator. I don't know if you've seen that, but, <laughs> but you know, there's that as well. I want to kind of go into some of those examples. If you guys have any off the top of your head and just kind of give our audience a picture of how automation is going to be playing a major role in our life. Yeah. Well now that refrigerator example can, you can program, uh, uh, what contents you have. And as you use it, it can, you know, call uh, Amazon and, you know, in some areas have uh, groceries delivered, right? Your refrigerator is doing your shopping for you. With um, a drone. You know, they're ha we're having drones. We're having robotics do all kinds of things in the physical world. Um, we have this idea in the crypto world of web 3.0, where you own your own data. And so you're able to give access to your data to certain people. Um, there is a whole blockchain that is, uh, that allows data streams like real-time data streams to be monetized for people. And so they can send certain data streams or allow them to be uh, subscribed to. And, and for a period of time that you get to uh, designate and for how detailed you can designate, they have real-time data streams on, on various, various things. And so um, it can be examples like that. Um, I'll go into a lar larger example, maybe of a farm, but uh, um, what are you thinking, Jim? No, I mean, I, I think what's happening is this is, I, I guess I'll say it like this, this is all happening very quickly and behind the scenes. I don't think people realize how quickly the world is getting rewired, mm -hmm. right? And while speaking specifically about crypto, you know, Bitcoin gets all the headlines because it's, it's, you know, it's the mothership, it's the big one, it's flashy, it's, it's money, but blockchain technology is changing the way everything works and interacts with each other. And it's the, as Jake said earlier, it's the actuator to these other technologies. I can take sensor data, I can take robotics, I can take artificial intelligence, then I can do automatic transactions with those with programmable money. Um, it's an absolute game changer and how the world's gonna work. What, and I, I said this, I'm gonna say this again, I, I just don't think people realize how fast this is happening. This isn't about trying to catch the Bitcoin train. This is about get clear on what's happening in the world because the next 50 years are gonna be shaped and it's already engaged. This is already on point. And if you're not paying attention to it, it's just gonna blow right by you. And I think it's absolutely critical. You know, again, which is why we're doing this, right? I think it's interesting, uh, you know, that we are, um, I saw a kind of an interesting, uh, uh, like in, infogram, you know, on, on Instagram, infogram, <laughs> infogram. <Excuse me. laughs> so they were talking, I just couldn't, it's late. Uh, now it's going to be infogram for you. <laughs> so, uh, I don't, basically it was going through, um, the, evolution of money and it was showing uh I'll, I'll show it right here just briefly because uh, it's worth it it's it was showing you know like way back in the agrarian times we were using cattle and livestock as a store of value and then for a long time we were using gold uh you know maybe 2500 years we were using gold 
And then around 14th, 15th, 16th centuries, we started to have governments give a, you know, paper money and you could always exchange that for, for gold, you know, until you couldn't. Uh, and then about 1990s, we, we got into a credit economy. I mean, er, the whole money system is based on credit. You borrow money into existence. That's literally how money is uh, created. Um, and that's going to last, you know, I don't know, it, it, it's already seeing problems. And so the next really is we're building the next level of money. So we're building this digital infrastructure, this public digital infrastructure that's allowing us all businesses to be connected all over the world using the same platform to be able to move money and do things with, with programmable money. And so that's where we're going. And this system is allowing the rails, blockchain are allowing the rails to move, you know, economic value after certain conditions are met. And that is, you know, what's going to be so transformational. Well, I think it's interesting too, because, you know, this is going to really, really optimize efficiency when it comes to systems. And when you don't have humans who are interacting um, and, and you have all these algorithms and you have, you know, lines of code that are um, able to adapt to the way that things are, um, I mean, it's just the possibilities are endless in a way. Um, I mean, what, what, what are your takes as far as, you know, what just autonomy brings just to public life? Um, it, it, I'll give an example real quick. I saw actually in an article today in Singapore, they have um, kind of like a surveillance robot. So you have like surveillance cameras that, that, you know, that you have, but this is actually an autonomous robot that is going through the streets with cameras. And you know, Singapore is kind of known for being a stricter area of public life, um, but it's able to monitor you know, who is kind of breaking the rules in, in that sense, you know, uh, completely autonomously. Um, I mean, it's kind of crazy to think that that is already happening now when that's something that you would think is happening in an episode of Black Mirror that just came out a couple of years ago, you know? Uh, so so I mean, what what other areas do you think can benefit uh, from, from uh, basically being autonomized? Well, go ahead. Lest we go, lest we go too far down the Terminator train. Right. I mean, yes, you know, you've got this whole robotics going to the dark side and all of that and surveillance, but there's this whole other side of autonomy, right? An aspect of autonomy is empowerment, right? Of actually being empowered um, to, to do the things that you want to do, to conduct the things you want to conduct and to be able to do it without permission. You've talked about this when we distinguished blockchains a couple of chapters ago. So, um, you know, it, but it's dichotomous, right? Because the more ability, the more empowered, right? Then the, the more responsibility goes along with that, right? I, I think anyone who's been in the Bitcoin world has heard the stories of, ah, someone had 100 Bitcoin on their phone and then they broke their phone and they couldn't access their Bitcoin anymore because they lost their keys, right? So those are horror stories. The good news is you can have it on your phone and no one can take it away from you. The bad news is if you're not smart, you could lose it, right? So there's pros and cons. But I think what we're what we're pointing to is a more empowered world that also points to a world of a more empowered individual. I think we have to worry about the, the dark side and the light side, right? I mean, I start out the book a little bit talking about surveillance capitalism and surveillance, you know, states like China. Um, surveillance capital is making money on your data and, and, and taking privacy from you. 
uh, more and more every day and capitalizing on that. So uh, it's really scary. I, I don't, yeah, that's, I think that's more on the dark side to be able to have an autonomous robot, you know, running around playing big brother. So that, right, that's right. totally sketchy to me. And we've got to, this indicates that we have got to be on top of this stuff and make sure that our representative government is doing our interest and not what's interest uh, into that there. So uh, we have to be mindful of how we're going to govern this. Yeah. And that was just to kind of go off of like, maybe we tapped out a little bit of the, of the dark side of what this can be, but that's just with anything there's good and there's bad. I mean, data in general is basically just a synonym for knowledge, just a massive amounts of knowledge that we're finding out all the time. Uh, Jake, I want to kind of turn it back to you in your, in this chapter, actually, you spoke about the knowledge doubling curve. I want to kind of elaborate more on that. Um, you mentioned, um, and, and, and I'm quoting here, but you said IBM predicted that by 2020 with Internet of Things, uh, sharing economies and big data, knowledge will double every 12 hours. Um, that's insane for um, you know, just just to double every 12 hours. Uh, I'm trying to wrap my head around just how extensive that is. Uh, but I want you to kind of dive into that if you can. Yeah. So there is uh, a futurist named Buckminster Fuller. He uh, has, he's known for a lot of great quotes. Uh, he's the one that came up with the geodesic dome. Um, he's known for a, a, lot of, a lot of things. And he's the one that initially posited that knowledge can double. Uh, he was set up to 1900, knowledge would double every 400 years. And then by 1900, knowledge would double every 100 years. And then by 1970, knowledge would double every 20 years. And by 2000, knowledge would double every eight years. And then that's when uh, IBM started to come in around 2017 to validate where we are on the knowledge doubling curve. And in 2017, knowledge was doubling every 13 months. And IBM confirmed the, and po posited and confirmed that in 2020, knowledge would be doubling every 12 to 13 hours. That's that's crazy, but what's happening is IoT and sensors are spewing out just massive amounts of data. Then artificial intelligence is taking that data and turning it into knowledge, right? And then that knowledge can be acted upon through this autonomous economy, through the, the rails that blockchains provides. And so that you know begs the question, how is a human being going to compete with that with knowledge doubling every 12, 13 hours. We're not. Yeah, it, it isn't, you know, so we're, the, only, the only thing to do is, is to, uh, to have machines that are working autonomously on your behalf. And so I think this is the, the killer case of why we're going in this direction, is knowledge doubling. That's insane, that's, that's crazy. Well, uh, I'm, we could talk about this endlessly. I know we could go into this for hours about different use cases and everything like that, but that is what next episode is for. And that's all about the innovations and clusters of um, the age of autonomy. Thanks for listening. If you learned something new, leave a review. We'd love to get feedback in order to make this show better for every listener. If you want to dive more into the subject we just spoke about in today's episode, click the link in the show notes to order crypto asset investing in the age of autonomy. As well, you can get to know Jake and James better by reading their bios in the show notes below. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you again next time on the Age of Autonomy podcast.